You're listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities Podcast. The Witch Bag by Sarah Corbett. In The Witch Bag, you'll hear the voice of Sarah Corbett, with poems read by Jade Matthew, Tiffany Clare and Amy Forrest. Please note that Sarah Corbett's lines were recorded at her home under lockdown, so the sound quality is not as good as we would normally expect to offer on the podcast. My name is Sarah Corbett, and I write poetry and fiction. I grew up in North Wales and now live in West Yorkshire and teach creative writing for Lancaster University. I've published five collections of poetry, most recently A Perfect Mirror in 2018 with Liverpool University Press. In 2002, my second collection of poems, The Witch Bag, was published by Seren Books. It's strange to be presenting these poems 20 years after they were written, and at a time now when poems and poetry books by women about mothering, motherhood, and the female-bodied experience are winning major prizes. The book was written whilst pregnant, in the year after the death of my father and the birth of my son a few months later, during the breakdown of my marriage and the mental breakdown that followed. This was also the period of 9-11 and the Second Gulf War, and it can be hard now to unpick exactly what plunged me into silence, into a non-writing that took me years to return from, because the powerfully negative reception of this book all but destroyed my career in poetry. This silencing by mostly but not exclusively male critics of women poets who were setting out to follow their American forebears in writing intimately about the female body and the female experience happened to other women poets writing about motherhood at the time and it had similar effects on their careers. It would be impossible to imagine this happening now, and I am gratified by this, but still mourn for my poems, all those I never wrote in those in-between years of uncertainty and silence, all those poems that never found their audience. And this book contains so much of myself, my loves and passions, art and grief. I hope it finds new readers. The Witch Bag is a recasting of the idea of the Crane Bag, a druid's ritual tool or bag of secrets made from the skin of a crane. The book is the bag and the poems are tools for ritual, protection and survival. The figure of the woman as witch, powerful, slippery, terrifying, regenerative, is woven throughout. The collection presents a series of female rites of passage from the loss of children from abortion or miscarriage through new love and to the birth of a child, to the death of a parent, a cycle of death and birth. These are poems written through the span of a pregnancy, with a child in arms, and in the slips and gaps of feed times and naps. In the title poem, The Witch Moves, shape-shifting between worlds, collecting objects for her magical workings. The poem opens the collection, making it clear that the reader is entering a female world, one of transgression, of the unsettled and unsettling elements of air and water, and of death and rebirth.
The Witchbag. Remember me. I am the woman who shook her fisted nipples at the moon, bearing down the dark streets that could not take her. My face broke in two as I ate its bright cheek. My hands, sudden as marshlight, held before me into the dark nights that followed. I am the woman who flew not only her dreams, but remembered the spell as she woke and hunted flies like ticks, dipping and turning as she went. That woman, weightless thing, thin as pond moss, blacker than the pond's black belly. She hooks its clammy limbs around her own and sucks water into herself. That woman, without a world, who goes hopping from one boot between twilights, a bag full of treasures lost and lost again. Mask of hair, milk tooth, heel bone, blood purse, name. In green rose, a young woman addresses her aborted fetus. The poem is a confession, but is also an invocation. The green rose remains in its budding stage, unable to flower, but equally unable to be erased, sitting outside of time, arrested, but always about to become. Green rose. First, I was tenderly young. Second, I believed myself empty of sex. So when I sickened, ballooned, I thought it was fear breaking out of its egg at last. Your father kicked down the door, dragged me by the hair, and raped me in the cold backyard. How was I to know of your heat in that bitter pod inside? When, at twelve weeks, I heard of your presence, your thumbelina arms, legs, spine perfecting in the walnut shell of my womb, the black earth bloomed. Okay, I engineered your death but woke after wanting you back, searched all the rubbish bins in all the backyards from here to Liverpool, broke my teeth at the clinic walls. You are my daughter of the green rose. You demand water daily. You root, put out leaves to catch my rain. Your closed buds never flower. But hold tight the colour of my crime. Black Crow Woman is the Morrigan, the Celtic death goddess, an aspect of the threefold goddess. Her warning is that she is always with us, and that love carries within it the possibility of loss. But as she reminds us at the end of the poem, our suffering can be a bridge to the next beginning. 
Black Crow Woman. Hear me singing. My songs are crueler than mountain songs trapped in their cold snows. I have a shadow so deep it would eat you, or worry your sleep to madness so that you would eat your own children to be free of me. The hour never turns that I do not know how it lays its weight on babies until they cannot breathe and must bleed out their hearts from little holes. How it calls the birds to fall from the air to feed the starving pavements and chokes every skyline with its black hands. Draw my death from me, one by one. My bones are a graveyard of bones where the dead pile their grievances. They circle as the crows circle the tired day, calling and calling for the night to relieve them. I will show what a dark word love is, how generous it is suffer, laying your body as a bridge for others to pass into the morning. have broken the spider's web as she is about to give birth. In doing so, they've unsealed the doorway she was guarding, between birth and death, the seal of the womb against brooch or infection. In their carelessness, they are left with emptiness, their loss. To the spider. We have broken the web you wove across our door. Each night we gazed at you, the fat humbug of your belly swinging at the gathered centre, a lamp hanging under the moon. We have been careless, a grain of anger in us breaking through a hat you must make and remake, forgetting you in favour of ourselves. And so you have left us, Fingering torn threads in the dark. A sighting, a miss-seeing. There is also the witch figure who carries her bag of magical objects. A visitation, uncanny and unnerving, that yet brings light, new life. Spook. I mistake a cow for a woman. A sack of darkness, a black jacket, broad shouldering the horizon. And I think she waits for me to answer her slow coming. She has been gathering flesh for weeks, rising out of the dip in the field each time I look. Her white face filling the window with wide drawn eyes. And here, where Hazel have grown to full height in a group, a coven, a whispering hive. I'm sure she balanced her handful of lights on the wind between the leaves.
morning after a birth, a new mother imagines the dawn light as the light of the womb. Light is the first word spoken by the child named for light, Lu, and language is birthed after the cocoon of months, mouths. On your first morning, your eyes held the blue filtering through the small high window as if they had kept juts for this moment their nine months vigil in the opalescent womb. We had not slept, and would not for days yet. You were all there was, you who had entered here to bring the night to a standstill, the morning quietly bowing to its knees. A month later, this was your first word. Light, light! And we all looked up, amazed, as you reached for the fluorescent sky, unwrapped the panel of sounds gilded in the cocoon of your apprenticeship, set them loose to dry their brilliant wings. Like Prometheus, the child brings fire to the women who care for him. They wait for the eclipse, as they also wait for him to set sail, take flight. Sun and moon, male and female, overlap, but do not cancel each other out. The child brought us fire. A clasp of grasses breathed awake through his smoking hands. We warmed ourselves. The lake was tarnished, rubbed of colour. We crouched there on the edge of winter. Our tongues lapsed the pool of the sky. We women were the cup, the child and egg nestled within us. We watched him launch a ship of leaves and spent feathers. Heading home, he took flight, harboured high up on a branch. We called and called, held our faces flat to the sunken light. Heard then the tone of our cells set ringing with the plunge and resonance of stone on water under a bleached out curtain of sky where the forked sun hung a sickle hammered from the metal of the moon. A premonition of death and a memory, a ghost, The young child that lives within the grieving daughter enters the father's dream, and within this is a memory. Death and life are layered. As the father reaches to protect his daughter from the incoming sea, she reaches out to him, transformed. My father dreams of drowning at the shore. Tidal waves of boats, fish big as houses. It is always night and thundering. I am with him, yet not with him. I lie hiding in the jaws of a shark, fretting for a little girl stolen by the tide. And all the time the sea rolled inwards. He was watching me, gleaning a rock pool for a pebble of quartz. The breath 
of the ocean cold on my back. Sudden cloud a stranger imminent with loss. But only now do I see my father reaching out both his hands. The cigarette falling from his mouth as he calls wings in the invisible line. Draws me across the precarious divide. An enchanted beast dipping out of my own element into his. The element of dream, the element of water, the young child sleeps, and the mother can release the grief for her recently dead father. The proximity of death and birth is overwhelming for the speaker, and the child and the father become submerged in one luminous creature. But all the time the mother watches, and she waits. She keeps the boat steady for their return from the underworld. Asleep. You are a starfish. Your skin is submarine, your charged element. You are skating, each finger of water pearl balanced beneath the surface. This is how I leave you suspended in the blue area of your dream. Like this, my love floods in and I could drown here, the sea filling my mouth. Only unwatched can I release this close-harboured pain. I see light descend through the water's cavern, rain gently on your stippled belly, waiting as you dive for ocean bed, your dark abyss, I keep the boat steady, you are too deep to call back, your eyes, shells, your soul, a luminous tail. The daughter remembers the sculpture of a young girl her father bought when she was a child. The stone child, she now realises, is a representation of herself and a symbol of her father's love. The father returns in a dream as the stone child made flesh. Sculpture. Girl standing. I believe I know why you bought her. The date, 1976, is marked on her foot. Proof that we did, you and I, hand in hand, run along the pavement in the rain to the shop where she waited for us, our stone child, our little keepsake. Proof that we stood in the gallery steaming and stamping and excited as you handed over 70 pounds. I remember. Yes, I remember. And why, in my dream last night, I saw your death's face as this child's. The fat, full cheeks, the hair curled tightly at your temple. The rich mouth opening its lips, about to speak, 
and why your proud belly revealed its salmon's pink serrated flesh as I slid my fearful hand into cleansed and gutted meat, heard. It is nothing. This is my earth skin. Eat. The daughter, mother, woman, poet, eats from the dream flesh of her father, son, and the cycle is completed. Bag, you had the voice of Sarah Corbett. You also had the following poems. The Witch Bag, read by Jade Matthew. Green Rose, read by Tiffany Clare. Black Crow Woman, read by Jade Matthew. To the Spider and Spook, read by Tiffany Clare. First Light, Eclipse, Cornwall 1974, and Starfish, read by Amy Forrest. Sculpture, Girl Standing, read by Tiffany Clare. We would like to thank Saren Books, and in particular Sarah Johnson, for help and assistance in the making of this podcast. All poems were written by Sarah Corbett. The Witch Bag was originally published in 2002 by Saren Books. If you would like to buy a copy of The Witch Bag, you can do so from Saren Books' online store at www. .sarenbooks.com or from Amazon. We would also like to thank Sarah Corbett for allowing us to feature her stunning poetry and for agreeing to narrate this podcast. Music, soundscapes and sound design were by Chris Gregory. Sound effects were from freesound.org. Alternative Stories and Fake Realities is an anthology podcast producing audio drama, fiction and poetry. Through our team of writers and actors in the UK and USA, we bring you high-quality content, which you can find by subscribing to us on all major podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and many others. You can also search for us by typing in Alternative Stories if you use another podcast application. During the coronavirus crisis, we'll continue to bring you additional content, including insights into the creative process of writers, poets, actors, and audio drama creators. Subscribe to hear all of these additional podcasts alongside our usual selection of drama and fiction. We always appreciate ratings and reviews for our podcast as these help us reach a wider audience, which in turn helps us to produce better and more frequent content. Thank you for listening to Alternative Stories and Fake Realities. The presenters today have been Annabelle Broad and me, Kelly Winkler. <laughs>